Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 215. This is a conversation I had with Karen O'Leary. She is known to you from the TV show Wellington Paranormal, and that is a spin-off of the movie What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, I think her story is fairly well known in that that is her first acting job. She was was not an actor, doesn't consider herself to be a performer. Uh, she works in early childhood education and continues to work in, in that field. Um, she is the head teacher at uh, a, a daycare facility in Wellington that she's been at for around 20 years. Um, but she's also a musician and an entertainer uh, and an actor, of course. And so I was very keen to meet her and chat to her. I saw her perform uh, in her Officer O'Leary role at the start of this year. We were on the bill together at a fundraiser for the Australian bushfires. Gosh, that all seems so long ago. Uh, and yet that was just a few months ago. And I saw her, she, she worked the room in character as Officer O'Leary. And I uh, was interested to meet her and talk to her because I, I, I'm, I'm always impressed with... Um, improv actors that have that ability to stay in character in in an area where no one else is in character or acting. And I think that was really the reason I wanted to to meet her and talk to her. Now this conversation, I did mention this if anyone was listening last week when I brought the podcast back after about an eight or nine week break, this conversation was recorded pre-lockdown. So we even make a couple of uh, flippant remarks about um, the start of social distancing because that is where we're at. We're, we're just talking about, um, when I say flippant remarks, um, I think Karen says at one point that it's a good time to be getting into promoting gigs and stuff, things like that. So nothing too sinister, but we're just sort of making sense of the world as it was happening around us. I really enjoyed this conversation and I did think about sharing this during the lockdown uh, because I didn't want it to date too badly uh, having listened back to it. I don't think it's it's too dated at all. The only thing I want to add around that is that we talk about her band Fun and Funner that have made an album, uh, I guess, for kids, um, really, children's music. Um, that album actually exists now, so there'll be a link to that in the notes, and you'll hear a little snippet of that at the very end of this conversation, the last song. Um, but yeah, that didn't exist at the time of this conversation. It was recorded but not released. So we talked about the uh, the What We Do in the Shadows movie and how she was cast for that and um, how that led to the TV show Wellington Paranormal, uh, which again, that's another thing uh, in this conversation. She talks about the third season about to get started filming and obviously that will have been massively delayed along with anything else. Uh, but we talked about all that stuff and her life uh, and her, her other job, her real job if you like, her work away from acting. Um, talked about the passions in her life and uh, I really enjoyed this conversation I really enjoyed meeting her and I'm glad to now be finally sharing it Uh, this is episode 215 and this is me talking to Karen O'Leary or you may know her as Officer O'Leary that's nice and good because you guess because I have spoken to people you know obviously now people do talk to me more than they used to Um, and it is interesting the different ways people you know, journalists take what you've said mm, and, and the represent bits that they use and represent it. And it has, yeah. You know, most of the time it's been wholly positive and it's been really good, but there has been just the odd thing that's been written. I'm like, oh, that's interesting you that you chose with to pull that, that part yes. out of there, and I can yeah. see why you've done it, but it still was interesting and perhaps not wholly characteristic of the conversation we had. You're probably quite lucky because you 
instantly seem likeable and that's why people are approaching you for most of the interviews and you're being interviewed about uh, essentially entertainment rather mm-hmm. you know I remember yeah. when I did an um, interview with uh, Kim Hill when I wrote a book oh, wow. yeah, and people yeah. said years ago and, and, and people started trying to wind me up and going are you nervous and yeah. it's like well I'm not on the show to defend fracking you no, know yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. there to talk about some New Zealand songs yeah, I like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I think I'll be okay yeah, yeah. of course I was still pretty yeah. scared and there was a moment was she was she, she okay was though? great yeah, yeah, yeah she was yeah, lovely yeah. but yeah. as a person doing her job there was a moment she had where people started texting in and she had to sort of say yeah actually You've said a lot of nasty things about a lot of New Zealand music. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah, had yeah, to do yeah, that, yeah, and, course, yeah, and she's yeah. good at it. Yeah. And I, you know, and I remember just sort of going, "Well, do you want to be the one that defends Six Sixty Kim? Do you like yeah. them? If you do, that's fine. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah. we can we yeah. can go back to talking about the chills and the things that yeah. I wrote about, yeah. and, and it was fine. You know? Yeah. So I've only just met you. I'm aware of your some of your work, and I'm aware of the other work. The the sort of well, I guess it's public work, but it's. Mm. It's not televised. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the, the other job and the, the, the yeah. quote-unquote real job that you do that you've done for a long time. But yeah. I, I wanted to talk to you to get a sense of, uh, I guess, many things uh, around who you are and what you do and why you do it. Are you a Wellingtonian? Absolutely. Born and bred. Yeah. yeah. been here my whole life. Yeah. I've just never seen the reason to leave, actually. Yeah. 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 Works here now and always was. Yeah, mum and dad were here. They were yep. good and helpful at the you know start of my life. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just I, I do really enjoy it as a city, and I think it's got lots of great diverse people. Yeah. 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 And what were you what were you interested in as a kid, and what was the sort of the makeup of your home? Like, how many children um, outside yeah, so of yourself? So mum and dad, and then I've got two sisters, an older sister and a younger sister, and um and I have told this story before, but I'll tell it to you again. We did used to get called the White Cosbys at school, which is now... Which whole, is now... Is now is certainly nothing that you'd say about a family, well, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because of the, the, the first part, and then the second part would mean that we're, we're yes. white rapists, which would yeah. be horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess that's kind of the picture that was trying to portray was that we were a family that really did quite like each other. Yeah, you know, And yeah. a lot of people found that a bit sickening. And, and Context you know. is key. And the, yeah. the, the, the yeah. t- at the time when you were called the yeah. White Cosbys, was, yeah. the real Cosbys were a great they model. They were a beautiful family who <laughs> yes. loved each other. And yes. they were, you know, yeah. So I guess that was the, that was the kind because of... Because no one knew the real story, though. Oh, so yeah. So, well, I can't tell you the real story about my family. Because, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we still actually are quite a lovely family. We yeah. still love each other. In fact, it's my dad's birthday today. So we're all oh, wow. out for dinner out at the uh, sandbar. Perfect. So we'll stay far away from each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yes, well, we're all negotiating that as it, yeah. as news comes to hand and, mm. and as it works out. So what do, you, what do you like doing when you're a kid in Wellington with this family that actually gets on? What, yeah. what do you I, like doing? I what like, do you find? I liked... Um, playing sport a lot um, so me and my dad would often go down and play uh, cricket at Miramar Park he was very um, patient and was very tolerant of the fact that I only ever wanted to play on the actual pitch not down by the fence where he could just you know the ball would hit the fence and I could throw it back so mm. if I did miss he had to run and get the ball to go back to bowl to me mm. um, so he was very good and I did try to get my sisters to come down just so that we had a couple of fielders but they were very very reluctant so yeah. you know um, but they did come down every now and again so I used to do a bit of that I used to go honing on my BMX with my good friend uh, Rui Elliott mm-hmm. and uh, we used to just bike around Miramar and um, yeah they used to visit my nana all the time who lived mm. in Miramar as well mm. so Miramar is a big part of your life because you're sort of back there in a way I know isn't it ironic someone was <laughs> asking me the other day how, you know how did I used to find Miramar village I said 
Where am I? Village? You mean the shops, which yeah. is what it was when I was growing yeah. up, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that must be a fascinating. I mean, I, I've lived in Wellington for long enough to noticed some changes about Miramar but at the mm. same time I've never had that much of a connection with the place I don't yeah. know that many I've, I've been there I've visited I like going to the movie theatre that's there now yeah. all of that I'm aware of the place and I know some people from there but it hasn't been super big in my life yeah um, whereas you know wherever you are when you're a kid it is just oh. where you're growing up right that's yeah. that's all that matters it's, absolutely it's where um, I guess sort of when we were growing up it's like hopefully where mum and dad are or whatever version of that is in your family and yeah. as you say some version of the shops yeah you, know, you get yeah, on your right. bike you go yeah. and buy it you know that you used to go to you know and then you know and so i was actually driving through my son was has got swimming lessons in miramar now mm. um and so every time i drive through there we i always have a reminisce and you can see he's not really that bothered about what i'm saying <laughs> but i'm really enjoying it i'm saying that used to be mrs hopkins the librarian's house and yeah. you know, then me and Ruby. there's one time joe fell off her bike there and got concussed but the man from the new world helped doesn't it's really nice yeah so there's just it's it's <laughs> obviously yeah like you say places like that that are filled with uh memories have got a strong sort of emotional Mm. Um, element to them, I guess. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. And uh, what else? And what else do you like? Uh, you know, do you books, movies, TV? When now, you're a kid? As, as an adult, or as a kid? No, as a kid. Any of that stuff, or just I used to really more like, the outdoors and the I sport. I was more outdoorsy, sportsy. I did mm. used to really love. I used to get Wizard and Chips comics, and I used mm. to like reading those. That and Buster. Um, you know the English comics. Did you mm, ever read mm, those? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're really bit. cool. Um, I wasn't like a no. I was. I'm more of a. I want to have something to do, busy person, than mm. a sit down, be by myself read a book kind of a person. Mm, mm. Yeah. And so what is your plan, you know, at least in the sort of like first stage of when it's time to have a plan, university, job, that sort of thing, what's what's your plan then? So when I've got to the age of being at university, mm. well, so when I, was at, when I was at high school, so when I was a young child, I wanted to be the um, the newsreader on One Network News. Mm -hmm. It was my first goal. Mm. And then when I was at high school, I started thinking, oh, wait, maybe I'll just go down and do PE in Dunedin and then join the police force. Funny and ironic now, in hindsight. <laughs> um, but then... Well, those two things have kind of found their middle yeah, ground, well, this basically. Is the, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, this yeah. is why it's so great. Yeah. But yeah, um, it ended up turning... Yeah, it turned out that... the joining the real police force wasn't going to be the best option for me. Um, so I actually went to... Height-wise or...? Uh, no, I think they'd got rid of the height. Right. Yeah, I was allowed to be a short woman. Yeah. I don't, Over I the first been hurdle, a man, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Although I do have a bit of a bang eye. I don't know if I would have got it with my eyesight. Um, but then I went to university straight after high school, after leaving Wellington High, and did politics and journalism there, and really enjoyed it. But... Maybe because I was a Wellingtonian and wasn't staying in a hostel, I found the social mm. connection that I wanted or wanted to get or to thought that I would have by going to university wasn't wasn't as evident as I as I thought it would be. Mm. So I got a bit mm. disheartened by that and mm. dropped out. But I got heaps of student loan money, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> dropped out to do watch Sky Sport. Yeah. And um you know, have a good time on my couch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did a bit of that, you know, had a bit of I had a bit of support from the uh, government for a short time. Yeah. And um, I utilised that just to you know, drink drink the odd beer, yeah, um, yeah. do the odd other thing, and yeah. watch a lot of sport. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you find this direction of, um, or a direction, or the, I'm, I'm going to mm. say this direction of early childcare yeah. teaching, yeah. 
Um, early childhood, we call it. Early childhood, yeah. sorry. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but as I was saying it, I was like, what do you, you know, yeah, I, I have, have experience with it in that I've had a son who has yeah. needed childcare. Yeah. And preschool childcare, but I always got confused with it. Well, I guess as well, this is that because the public perception has mm. always maybe been slightly different to what it should have been. Um, so I guess it's often called daycare, yeah. childcare, crash, yeah. all of yeah. those things which bring with them certain connotations. And I'm someone that's very passionate about how powerful um, language is on providing mm. people with understanding. So early well, childhood I, education is what it theoretically is, but that's still a bit of a mouthful to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, I loved it when Oscar would come home and talk about um, his teachers. Mm. And I was like, that's exactly what you are. Mm. But... Again, as a person just navigating their way through, it was almost like, what do we call you? Well, we just call you whatever your name is, because yeah, yeah, they yeah. would all just say, I'm such and such, yeah, and you go, right. great. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was kind of almost good to have that formalised through his eyes. Yeah, and, and I think that's important. I think we as a sector and teachers that are part of early childhood need to get better at articulating what it is we do and the value mm. that we're providing, because if the public don't know that, then we're just still going to be always seen as the sort of the poor cousin of education, and I think that's completely wrong. Yeah, and so, all the research tells us it's wrong. Yeah. So, what what gets you to that dance? Like, yes. why do you go there? So, from from watching quite a lot of sport, um, I'd always in the back of my mind thought about teaching as an option. And mm. and my mum is a teacher of sorts. Well, she's a women's health physio, but she used to do like antenatal classes and that kind of thing. And um, so I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll go to teachers' college and and do primary school teaching because back in Back mm. then, I was very much the same in terms of thinking that early childhood was like babysitting, really. You're just mucking about, aren't you? It's not proper education. So I went and enrolled in primary training. And then uh, I was doing that, but I was a bit, I had a bit of an issue with authority back then in my young 20s. So I ended up getting into quite a bit of trouble. I got kicked out a couple of times out of teacher's college, which is quite an achievement, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. um, and But while I was sort of in and out of teacher's college, I bumped into someone they had seen years on the bus in Newtown outside um, Mr Bun Bakery and I remember that this moment very vividly mm. she said oh we're looking for if you never want any some work you know you can come work, work up at Adelaide and do some relieving in this early childhood centre and so I went and did started working there and the more I did it the more I just saw the absolute um, importance of having really good engaging inspiring um, qualified intelligent teachers and for, for young children mm. And I suppose and that, I couldn't find you though, so I just <laughs> tried to pick up on a step. Yeah. I suppose the same is true of um, of any type of teacher. Like when I say any type, I'm mm. primary, secondary, yeah. and so forth. But you would have these connections with entire families, mm. and I think maybe if anything, um, that the early childhood that 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 bond is is perhaps more vital mm. well absolutely because i guess as well as if you're a, a first-time parent i mean you obviously your children your children hopefully <laughs> are your most precious things yeah, you know? yeah and obviously that sadly that is not always the case but in an ideal world mm. you know children are absolutely are taonga and so when they're that young to be giving you know their education and care and them over to it to a, a bunch of people that you don't know yet mm. it's, it's a big thing to do like, you know and then they relax up you know like have you seen people mm. hand you the first child like yeah. it's a yeah. like it's a precious jewel the and then the second one's the just bounced out of the car window they don't even, yeah, they don't even <laughs> they don't the put the brakes on it's like yeah up the top of the path yeah <laughs> no but it is true that's that's yeah but i do that like you say i think that's a really good and valid point that early childhood is you know the those community connections the, the family connections are really crucial to, mm. to to you know the service that we're providing 
and possibly seeing a um, for good and bad uh, a broader range of um, human emotional output around situations and and anxiety and oh, and yeah. human psychology. You know oh, how absolutely, and because again, as well, you know, between zero and five, this is when you're working out who you are as a person. So yeah. it's the most interesting and intriguing time, and it's the time where. Everything that happens to you in terms of your relationships, your context, your environment, mm-hmm. is having an impact on who you're going to become. So if you have a really good experience in that time, then you're so much better placed to become a person that can be a good, positive member of society than if you don't have that, which sadly mm. is still the case for lots of children in New Zealand. Mm, mm. So you've been in the same centre. job, the same centre. 20 years. For 20 years. Yeah. So you don't hate it. Well, it pays the bills, doesn't it? No. <laughs> No, look, I did used to say to myself, you know, if I ever get to the, the point where I'm seeing the kids I first started teaching at the pub, I've been here too long, I needed, you know, I'll yeah, be yeah, old yeah. and stale. But I've now realised, if I see the kids I used to teach at the pub, they owe me a beer, because I can probably tell heaps of embarrassing stories about them. Yeah, yeah. So I've now started to use that to my advantage. <laughs> <laughs> so you, ca- you carry on doing this work, you do this work for 20 years, yeah. and then a whole lot of people in New Zealand get to see and know you, first of all, in a movie... Yeah. And then in a TV show that is essentially a spin-off yeah. from that movie or a spin-off for two of the I guess bit part memorable I'd, I'd bit say, part. I'd say characters. definitely with bit part, yeah. That, sure. It's it almost could, a compliment. Couldn't even come up with decent proper names for your characters. Like, right? Well, I, well this was the whole thing. I didn't even I couldn't believe it. Jermaine hadn't thought about names. It's like just police man one and police man two that he didn't even get my gender right. <laughs> so tell you know, I mean, this is obviously an important... We can go back and talk a bit more about the teaching and stuff, and, sure. and, and, and I'm interested in that, definitely. But um, this is an important part of your story, and this is a story that you're starting to tell more and more, I, I take mm. it. Um, how how did this happen? Yeah, so... This, well, it all happens, like most things, in my opinion, um, through relationships and, and through Adelaide. So... Tina Cleary and I have told this story before, so I'm sorry if people are listening to this, you already heard it, you're like, gosh, she's boring, she <laughs> says the same thing all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, Tina Cleary, who's the casting director, does lots of casting for Tyka and, you know, mm. Boy and stuff like that. Her children came to Adelaide, and so she just came up to me one day and said, these jokers are making a vampire movie, you should try it, they need some cops, you should try out. And I said, no, I don't want to. I'm not an actor, and I don't want to. Mm. Um, but she's a very nice, friendly, lovely person, and so um, she organised me to go and talk to her on the weekend just to have a chat as she called it and then if I didn't want to do it she'd leave, leave me alone and she said you know I've seen you being a police officer pretending to be a cop mm. with kids you're really mm. good at it and I was like oh. anyway I turned up and she'd kind of secretly organised an audition with Cohen Holloway and I was again I've told this story and some people turn it into like I was absolutely drunk at the audition but I wasn't <laughs> I, but I had had quite a few beers on the Friday so yeah. I was feeling slightly under the weather yeah. Um, and whether that helped with my deadpan look or approach, because I was just trying not to be sick. Just concentrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, man, I feel bad, and now I'm in this weird audition and I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, it paid dividends. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just had to pretend to say what I'd say if I was a cop. And then they, she said, well, I think I'm pretty sure it was almost the next day. She said, oh, yeah, Tyke and Jermaine, you know, they loved you. Mm. You're in the movie. I said, oh, by teaching Jermaine Clement. I was like, oh goodness gracious, now what have I got myself? And yeah, and then, and then it all came from there. So then I. And did to, you know them beyond, you know, did you know them know beyond the no, re- reputation? No, I knew that they yeah. were famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, heavens to Betsy. Yeah. 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 So, um, 
Yes, and then the next thing I knew, I was sitting in Miramar, back in Miramar, which was, at least it was a familiar neighbourhood. I reckon yeah, yeah. that helped, actually, <laughs> that helped. at least, like, I know where Park Road is. Yeah. Yeah, he used to ride my bike out there all the time. So, you know, and I was sitting there on in this movie set, having never seen the likes, and um, with this very brief brief, um, which was, you're policeman two, um, we want you to, you know, policeman one does most of talking, so you just kind of just back back up the other policeman, mm. and, you know, and so there I was sitting in this police uniform, about ready to, to go on mm. set, and I didn't really have any idea what I was doing, but yeah. Wow. And, I mean, you part answered this, um, and that Tina, is it, saw you, you know, play acting a cop, but yeah. beyond that, what, you know, she was obviously sure and persuasive, mm. what, have you, have you sort of thought more on what she saw in you for this, and why she... I, why she shoulder tapped you or yeah whatever. I guess maybe I haven't because I'd really value <clears throat> Tina in terms mm. of you know if you look at yeah, if you look at the casting and boy I mean mm. what, what an incredible skill and talent to have to be able to identify people that are going to be mm. able to portray such powerful you know emotions and I'm not saying that I do that but you know so I guess I just think it also links back to my feeling that you know creating positive relationships with people and knowing people is, is such a valuable thing skill to have and I mm. think she's she's got it in, in spades so mm. to speak mm. so I guess yeah I don't yeah I don't know entirely and I guess other mm. I might be blowing my own trumpet otherwise we don't not regret that are we so. <laughs> now um correct me if I'm wrong but they paired you policeman one yeah was has a difference I mean I go to him for that story obviously one yeah. day but has a very different story to you in terms of uh, the pursuit of acting. Yeah, well, he but again, he was an ac- he's an accidental actor, yeah. you know, and so it is. It's quite funny and mm. ironic that we've now got we're now the lead roles. You're in, running a, in a sh- yeah, 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 yeah. TV show, you yeah, know, um, yeah, because he, he was working certainly in the yeah, Mike was working in the industry, yes, but not in the acting realm. Yeah, he yeah, was a yeah. runner. He was you know doing yeah, all these yeah, other bits yeah. and bobs, and then but then someone again just said, "Oh, have you ever thought about actually acting?" Because yeah. he's again, he's well, not again, but he's got an he's an engaging guy with an interesting face and maybe mm-hmm. that's sometimes really beneficial to, to acting mm-hmm. and I guess maybe yeah or certainly very benef- beneficial to acting as police people yeah yeah, <laughs> Perhaps. yeah, yeah, with yeah. funny looking faces yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well just no I don't know what it is but I, I, I'm not sure if it's like this now but I, but I have this vivid memory like my uncle was a mm. cop and yeah. then he became a private detective but you know so when one day he I can't remember the full details, but basically one day he went back into uniform after years of not being in uniform. And he used to live across the road from us. Yeah. And he thought it was very funny one night to, at about 9.30, 10 o'clock on a Friday night, knock authoritatively on the door. And my dad answered the door and was like kind of petrified and, oh, my God, can I help you? Yeah. And he's staring, looking at his brother-in-law, who he's known forever. Yeah. Yeah. But in that moment... He just kind of went like, obviously there's a flashy uniform and maybe he oh. was taller or whatever yeah. it was because he's not there in his jandals and with a six yeah. pack or whatever, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But it just that that shift and I, I can just, I, you know, I don't know how old I was. I was probably probably 13 or something. But yeah. I remember that. I remember thinking, basically, how'd you fuck that up yeah. about my dad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, how'd yeah, you yeah, get that yeah. wrong? But it's, it fascinated me. Yeah. Well, it is funny, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've had the, the police have knocked on my door a couple of times just to, yeah. just to have a general chat with me about yeah. various things back, back in the old days. Good, you know. good yeah. for method acting. It was good practice. You, you know, didn't it was know good that then, uh, Yeah, some real good yeah. learnings yeah. and takeaways <laughs> that I took away from yeah. that, which yeah. was 
turn up to court if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about this when you when you're on your way around. I was like, you're not a method actor. You're almost like a um, a meta actor. Is what you've become. Is that what it is? Just well, I've just made that up, so well, I hope good, that's right. Because I've been, trying, I've been saying. And if you that, understand me, we're halfway there. Oh, <laughs> even if I don't, I'll pretend I do. Good. Um, no, but I think I've been talking about my acting because everyone now, obviously, people yep. that know me and see me are like, yeah, but you're not acting. It's yeah. you, you're just being yourself. So yeah. I said, well, maybe that's the most authentic, rich version of method acting there is because I've been mm. being myself for 45 mm. years. So mm. I have had a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was interested to, um, you know, when you said, yeah, I'll come around and have a chat to you, I was I was thinking, what what am I going to get in terms of, um, I, I, I didn't, and I didn't ask or clarify, but I half wondered if you were going to turn up in uniform and do oh. this interview in character. Oh, yeah. Because you've done that. Yeah, we have. You've, well, done, a, you've yeah. done a fair bit of in-character stuff yes. to promote what you're doing. Well, it's doing. often people ask that sure yeah. yeah yeah there's that too yeah. but but yeah. yeah so how did that did it start though as purely a promotional um, I'm trying thing? to think back now I think um, yeah originally when we was trying to promote the show through t- for TVNZ and all that kind of stuff yeah people wanted the cops so they mm. wanted that in character the banter that Mike and I have mm. as O'Leary and Minogue you know mm. and that's what they wanted and I know I remember Mike and I sort of talking about that and saying oh I wonder how long it is before people want to talk to the real versions of ourselves. Yes. Or whether that will just or never if happen. They, yeah, yeah, if or they whether don't. no one actually yeah. gives a shit about yeah. who we are as people. And, you know, it's the cops that we that, yeah. that we are. But I, yeah. but more and more now, um, and I guess, again, it's that's been, I've been very fortunate to be given a platform through mm. this television stuff, um, which has meant that people now are getting me to talk about other things, like either education or I went and spoke at... Um, at a function for International Women's Day, you know. So mm. I guess the more of that kind of stuff I do, then maybe there's the more opportunities that hopefully will, will open up. Mm-hmm. And did you and Mike, I mean, how has your acting relationship, mm. um, how has that sort of evolved? Like, I mean, you know, in the, in the film, you're not in it heaps, but... No. It's memorable, clearly, and we know that now. Now from what's happened, but yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. going to the film and absolutely loving the film and thinking it was very good. And you guys, you know, yeah, it was that reaction of like, well, who are they? They were great. Like yeah. that was a funny well, part. Did, when did you? First of all, I guess when did you know that? Well, I guess I was lucky in that um, Sam Scott, who was helping with the, you yeah. know, it was going to all of the pre-screening screenings, and you yeah. know, um, his children came to Adelaide too. So. Um, so I would talk to him and, you know, because there was so many hours of footage. They'd, mm. I think it was like 120, 130 mm. hours that's turned into it, that one, you know, like less than two-hour movie. Mm. So I know, remember, at the, the first few trial screenings, you know, Sam would come back and, you know, and, he'd, and I'd say, oh, is, are the cop bitch still in it? And he'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah the mm. cops are still mm. in it. And then it, there were more and more of those and the film was getting edited and edited and, you know, and, um, yeah, so I just he used to check in, and he was, you know, he'd say, "Oh no, no they're still in. I think, the, I think the cop that's quite good. I think they're going to keep it." I was like, yeah. "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, that's so great." Um, mm. Yeah, so I guess I did have a bit of an inside to, to the fact that we were we were being received okay and fairly well, perhaps. Mm. Um, and then yeah, and then after the movie came out, just it was interesting how in quite a few of the reviews. The police were mentioned, were mentioned yeah. which considering how short we were in, you know, on yes. screen for, I thought, oh, that's a bit weird, but kind of cool, and you know. But what was it? Perhaps it was that uh, you know, because it's a, a 
a very funny, but like it's that farcical version of humour mm. and far-fetched yeah. that you were the anchoring characters. We recognised yeah. you straight away. Like yeah. lots of what the vampires say is very Kiwi, but, yeah. Yeah. We're, but still, we're constantly yeah. being reminded yeah. that yeah. they're in dress-up and yeah. that they're 500 years old or whatever, yeah. whereas you guys were sort of... Um, Just regular Kiwi cops. Yeah. yeah. Bumbling but efficient yeah. at the yeah. same yeah. time or trying whatever. Best, trying your best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mucking in. And so I think maybe it's that, right? Like, yeah. Well, here's some quintessential Kiwi yeah. characters. Yeah, we just have just got come into this absurd situation. And, you mm. know, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess it was just, yeah, for whatever reason, people related to that. Have you, you know, you mentioned, you know, checking in to see if the footage had survived. Yeah, yeah. What would have happened if it didn't? Like, you'd have just gone to work, I, I imagine. I'd but, with my other yeah. job that I love. And yeah. I would have been like, well, it was still cool to be mm. on a movie set. And it mm. was really interesting to see a, diff- a wholly different profession and mm. how, you know, the difference between, you know, working yeah. in it, might, you know, early childhood, where it's, you know, obviously a female-dominated profession in the daytime to a one that was at night time and had lots of men in it. Mm, mm. Obviously, there were other differences as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I was just that you know, like, yeah. I mean, it would obviously be absurd to quit your job and start looking yeah, for an agent, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, fuck you, everyone. I've made it. Yeah. But man, sadder, stranger stories have been told, right? Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. And this is why I'm, I still, you know, I, <laughs> and I, and I really mean it. I still feel so incredibly fortunate and lucky. Mm. But also, the, the other side of that is I was. You know, when even when the TV show came out, and again the response has been really positive and good, mm. I would still downplay the fact that that had anything to do with me, or you know. And I think I've, I'm starting to get better at saying I'm still in a really lucky position, um, but obviously there is there is part of what I do that I'm good at, mm. and, and mm. that's that's that I should you know. I because I'm always saying how good I am at teaching. Yeah. So why wouldn't I say you know I'm actually all right at being on a TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? Mm. It's, is that what? How much of that is imposter syndrome? Oh, heaps. Like yeah. people tell me, I've got that all the time. Yeah, bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a method. I'm just myself all of the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I was thinking maybe that that's quite freeing for you guys that you've been established as characters using your own names. That mm. it's ultimately going to be quite freeing one way or another I mean yeah. I, know you, I know you've both done other things already yeah. in, in, in the industry but you can leave this behind as a launching pad or if you leave this behind and just carry on with your real job yeah it's sort of like the best of both worlds either way perhaps oh absolutely and I think you know I still do it was hilarious when Jermaine you know when like I said we were about to go on and first do a first scene and Jermaine's like oh so uh Karen, actually, we've decided we want you to do most of the talking. Is that okay? I was like, yep. What's your name going to be? And he's, I said, oh, shouldn't, shouldn't you know because it's your movie? He's like, oh, I don't know. And he's just so relaxed and so just like, oh, I don't know. And then he was like, what is your name? I was like, O'Leary? He's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And so it was, so, you know, yeah, but it is it is really good. Yeah, yeah it's funny how they really are these perfect cops. Yeah, O'Leary and Sir, Oak. Like, we could Sir be, we could be in Ireland, we could be in Boston, we could be, you know. It's yeah. literally become like you couldn't make it up. No, you so couldn't. You didn't. Actually, <laughs> yeah, so we didn't, you didn't have yeah, to because it was yeah. just meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, I do remember actually, here's a funny story, yeah. and I'm sure lovely Mike won't mind me telling you. I remember him after we'd been said O'Leary and I was like, oh, mm. is it going to be tricky though, for, you know, with our real names? Like, it must be hard for yeah. Britain Germain, you know, because their real names are used in front mm. of the Concords. And I remember saying to Mike, 
not sure that we're going to quite reach uh, Flying <laughs> Concord status, Mike, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, if we have people shouting out, hey, O'Leary, I think I'll, I'll just probably get used to it. And yeah. that, I mean, this is that's good for me to segue back to what my original question was, but that, that actually just sounds like a bit of O'Leary and Minogue dialogue yeah, right yeah, there, the, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, the actual Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> what, I was go- what I was starting to ask um, was how your acting relationship mm. has evolved, how you found the characters when the characters are yourself. Yeah. Now, you say that, you know, you're, that you've been acting yourself for, yeah. you know, your whole time on this planet. Um, I'm, I'm aware that I'm going to ask you to speak for him, but is it the same case? I'll probably do a better job than he would. So. Yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I can uh, woman explain it to you, it'll be very clear. <laughs> is it the same case with, with Minogue, with Mike? Well, I think it's slightly different. I mm. mean, obviously, and again, through, through the television show, um, you know, there has been, I think you can see that there has been some character development that has happened, and mm. we have had, you know, we've been... We've done that in a purposeful way. Mm. Um, and I guess as well, certainly for, for Mike, he's further away from Minogue than I am from O'Leary, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's actually moderately intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and so how does this, like, the film's quite, your scenes in the film are quite improvised? In the, what, in the, the shadows? Yeah. Completely, because there, yeah. there was a script, but no one yeah. saw it, yeah. which made it very hard to learn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were just given... Again, Jermaine and his, his very hilarious fashion just was like, okay, so, uh, you know, just before, this is before we get, I'm about to walk onto a movie set for the first time, and the first person I'm going to see on that set is Taika Waititi, so I was feeling a little bit, I'd had quickly drunk a lion brown, which I bought, <laughs> out of my army bag, I was like, I don't know why I had lion brown and not some nice Wellington beer, but anyway, you know, and he said, oh, look, basically there's uh, there's been a, um, you've just had a phone call, there's, there's been some shrieks, some shrieking, yeah, some shrieking, and there might be a bit of a funny smell, um... But you just want to get into the house and maybe have a look around and see if you can do that and just say what you say if you're a cop. Mm. And that was so that was the brief here. Yeah. So it was it was <laughs> entirely what we said in that movie. You know, mm. obviously Tyker and Jermaine and the other well not the other characters in the movie, yeah, purposely created situations that they hoped would lead in a certain direction. Mm. Um, yeah, but like when we when we realised obviously we went downstairs and where Peter had been burnt in the sun, mm. Mm. we obviously had no knowledge of that having been having happened you know so it was we were mm. absolutely honestly ignorant to the fact that when mm. we were looking at the powerpoint that there was a burnt old vampire underneath our feet yeah. <laughs> now again i suppose this is you know it's it's a new job to you mm. so it's learning all the time and and you know about people first discovering things because that's been the basis yeah. of your real job yeah, is helping yeah. people to do that mm. um so what 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 happens that's different about the tv show and can you remember like well not, i know you can remember it wasn't that long ago but but were you were you particularly conscious of how the tv show came about and what the discussions were around how that was going to work because that's going from an improvised thing to yeah. a, a much more scripted yeah well paul yates who's the third member along along with Tyke mm-hmm. and of the new zealand documentary board and who was he sort of has really driven the whole the show and has been really passionate about it right from the start. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I still remember the first time he just rang me out randomly on the phone and was saying, oh, we're, people have been really positive about the cops, so we're going to do the spin-off TV show. Would you be interested in being in a, you know, would you do it if we, mm. if we could get funding? And, you know, I said, oh, that's weird. People ask me to be in a TV show. But I thought, well, you know, you only live once and it's not you don't get opportunities like this all the time. Mm. Um, so I just sort of went in 
without really knowing a lot. So again, my ignorance was bliss, to be fair. Mm. Um, and then, but through our meetings with Paul, he sort of explained very clearly and very well about how, you know, it started off that we were just going to be in a small in small town New Zealand, and then as the the ideas developed, it, it became that oh, actually, why don't we link link back to the film by making it paranormal stuff? And there's more absurdity that goes along with that, which should play off, you know, the kind of characters mm. that we had. Um, and so he just was really good at keeping me in the loop in terms of what was happening. Mike was really good too because he knew that I had no, I had very little knowledge of what mm. you know of the mm. industry and that kind of thing. So he was really good to go to and would always answer any questions I had, like you know like when I used to think that the grip was the person that held the boom because it's like well they're holding on to that thing mm. so they must be the grip you know so mm. I just, just was really learning all the time mm. but maybe I'm I quite like asking questions and so yeah so we just Paul was very good at just he sort of explained that they would have scripts because for t- television you just you have to because you can't they just don't have enough yeah, time yeah, you know yeah, yeah. So, so there would be a script but that we would but it was a very open and flexible script and so we would do a scripted version first for any take then there'd be input from usually Jermaine and or the director depending on who that was and then they'd always say right now you guys just do whatever you want and we would me and Mike would just try and talk for as long as we could before t- someone told us to shut up and it's a, just a real combination yeah. of all three of those yeah, yeah yeah and how did you find the 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 process of filming episodes of tv as a as a I guess non-actor yeah, yeah. I mean you, you you had runs on the board yeah and the yeah. small cameo capacity yeah, yeah. but I'm just thinking like you, you know I've had heaps of runs though so I was still, I was still for about <laughs> just holding an end up yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah and then yeah. I had to try and get to a century really yes. fast yeah, yeah. Um, well yeah I guess mm, well it just was the people in, that worked on Wellington Paranormal were so great and I presumed that it was always like this in the industry but mm. I have since learned that's not. not necessarily <laughs> the case. But right. everyone there was so supportive, so open, helpful. Mm. And again, I guess I do think that my ability to, and my desire to, to form positive, good relationships and be someone that mm. asks questions and talks to people was really helpful in that, you know? So that so I was finding out, I felt confident and comfortable to talk to anyone about why they were doing what they were doing and what I should be doing in response to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I'm luckily very good at remembering words very quickly. So that was one other, you know, it was when I was a kid, I was really good at remembering license plates, car license plates, and or phone numbers. And now apparently, why? I don't know, I just, <laughs> just, just a, I'm used to remembering keys, yeah. emailing uh, appointments with people. But, but do you those, still remember phone numbers now? Because yeah. no one needs to anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't remember people's cell phones as yeah. well, but I still remember all the. The phone number from my from primary school. Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. One, that was Robbie's number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were a few, le- you know, not not quite as many digits, but, uh, yeah. you know, back then. But, yeah, I, I remember these landlines to houses I haven't called for yeah. 30 plus years. Right, which is a shame we still have those. I only know off by heart my wife and my father's cell phone number. Yeah. That's it. I don't even know my yeah. mum's cell phone number. It's just, it just shows how, how lazy we've become maybe yeah, maybe it's, it's, another it's, sad indictment on society yeah. which there's quite a few these days yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know at least we've got good shows like Wellington Paranormal to watch yeah so from the people I've talked to that that maybe have had the more and they've gone to yeah. say drama school or yeah. whatever but basically their first thing usually usually their first significant is some kind of theatre Right. Some sort of live yeah. theatre. And then they might get a movie part and then TV. Or they might get TV. That's just like you've skipped a couple of things. Well, I thought maybe I was going to hopefully one day get in the theatre. Maybe I'm still going to do the, 
Well, I, suppose, yeah. I, I mean, I can totally see how, and you've sort of done it, you guys, by doing these in-character appearances. Yeah. But there could be a, a, a an O'Leary and Minogue Musical. live show. Or music, yeah. Hey. It could be. Yeah, Minogue's got a good voice on him. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Well, that's half the battle. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, it was interesting, like, obviously, because that, that, it's such long hours, that, that was something, mm. something that I found quite surprising, you mm. know, like this. Well, that's what I was getting at. I was going to say, like, are these actor types just full of shit? And it's actually really easy because I'm interested in where you've come at it from. Yeah, I'm just going to make more actors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pissed off that I've you got took a their job. Show. Yeah, <laughs> did you go to Toy for Cardi? Nah, just played with heaps of toys for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess it, I, I found it. I didn't. It's not easy, mm. but it was so enjoyable that I guess it, yeah. I'm someone that if I find something fun, yeah. then like anyone probably, then you you do well, tend kind to enjoy of, it more. Kind yeah. of winning the lottery in a way, isn't it? Yeah. It's a it's a bit like a, you know. But I do, I do feel like, you know, like for other, Mike and I are very lucky because we're the main characters and because we're pretty much in every scene, it's always very busy. So the mm. time, even mm. though it's long, flies past. Whereas I, you know, you look yes. at, say, extras that are coming out for the day and there's so much. There is some sitting around. Sitting around. I just, it would drive me bonkers, you know. So, mm. so I do sympathise. Um, but again, I just have found myself in this very fortunate position of, you know, being in a show with lots of amazing talented lovely people and i'm really busy in it and, mm. I, and it's really and it's always funny and there's always laughs to be had mm. yeah mm. and so there's two seasons complete yep. and a third season is About to start filming well yeah as they say is yeah. is, it's, is it's pre- being prepped as yeah. planned yeah so yeah. you're about to start filming that, but yeah. obviously it's interesting May. time. Yeah. May, theoretically might, speaking. Might be held back a yeah. bit. Yeah, might be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and i guess in your other job not a lot of sitting around no. Like, no, certainly no. not a lot of sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, again, the days when I do am mm. supposed to, is obviously because I'm the head teacher and the theoretical bot, the boss. Um, you're, I do doing have, that, you're doing that thing again. Yeah, you no, caught, you caught yourself yeah, no, that I time. Did, yeah. No, but obviously I do have to spend, I'm supposed to spend a certain amount of times in the office doing mm. important mm. business-like mm. Um, things, like emailing and, and mm. policy uh, reviewing. Mm. Um, and that certainly is the, the part of that job that I find the most difficult. Mm. Because it's sitting down and it's and it's a bit lonely. Cause, yeah. Well, it's that counterintuitive thing of management promotion, isn't it? Find mm. someone who's good at a thing, yeah, and then remove a lot of what they love about it yep. and their chance to do the yep. things they really love and give them this important yeah, role, role in this work because yeah, 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 they've, yeah. they've clocked it. They're yeah. so good at it, we're going to yeah. take them away yeah. from doing it. From doing it. the stuff yeah. they're good at. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. And that's why I always find that discussion around the difference between leadership and management one that we should have you know, We should have that discussion more often because there is, yeah, there's huge differences, I think. And to be a leader, in my opinion, and certainly in early childhood, is more essential than being a great manager. Well, we're seeing that being played out at the moment uh, in our political parties, aren't we? <laughs> I think you could argue absolutely yes. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and you know, I'm I'm going to assume that we might fall on similar sides of how how you'd vote, but um, totally right wing. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah, thought. Yeah. Good. Especially now that I'm making some money with my acting. So, but you know, like, I, I would hope that this would make sense, even if a person was listening as profoundly. Uh, you know, focused on on national, but their yeah. style of leadership is a, is more of a management thing. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. And just and labour in general, but certainly under Jacinda, yeah. that is those are the qualities she's putting across, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's a phenomenal leader, and I don't think even if you are, like you say, if you even if you're a staunch national person, 
I, I just would find it really hard for you to argue that, you know, unless you were just mm. trying to lie to yourself, basically, because I think, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but unfortunately, that's what happens with politics, isn't it? It is basically yeah. it is basically a game of uh, yeah. my team versus your yeah. team, and, it, and the discourse around it becomes very quickly very irrelevant. Yeah, that's right. Like you say, you know, national, like you say, in terms of their management, they're just they're, they're managing, and their communication is always based on just trying to undermine whatever Jacinda Ardern's doing without any real um, action for what they're going to do mm. to make our country better. Mm. Which. Yeah, I don't think they can do. Which, well, it's a, it's a, it's a component of being in opposition to, yeah, to oppose yeah, the government, yeah. but normally it should come with a bit more of a plan than yeah. just saying, "Well, that's wrong. I wouldn't yeah. do that." We're gonna, we're gonna get, <laughs> we're gonna not more do police. That. We're gonna have more police. We're gonna give you tax cuts. All of you rich people, you can have your money, more of it, and it's uh, gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, when they get more, we're gonna police. stop gangs. We've got to stop gangs. Yeah. 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 When they get yeah. more police, that might be another job for you. Oh, probably. You, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. I did. I did chat to well, the outgoing old Mike Bush at, mm, the, um, mm. at the Pride Parade that was a bit controversial though in itself but I like a bit of controversy uh, what has been the reaction from uh, people that work in the police yeah, Office, well, officers and otherwise yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well I was a bit worried about that because yeah. you know obviously um, you're basically going am I lampooning a serious well, yeah and there's been apparently some an academic even did a some sort of thesis on the impact that our show was having on the police. I can't. You know, I should have remembered more about that um, to make myself mm. sound smarter. But um, the police response has been really good, and I guess they got us to do their, you know, they got us to go in and do their safety yeah. road safety yeah. ads, and um, and so they've actually been really positive and have said that, you know, generally speaking, people have been more inclined to go up and have a laugh with real life police officers than perhaps they were mm. before the show. Um, obviously, people have. Do get a bit sick of being called up, shouted at, being called O'Leary and Minogue, but they're good names. I don't so see why they can argue with that. So you're humanising the police yeah, maybe, in some yeah. way. Gosh, we're doing a lot of good stuff. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's um, in, in a way that's again what you're doing in your other job, right? It's yeah. Humanising little. It's, it yeah. sounds odd, perhaps, but yeah. little children need to be. Uh, Human, humanized it's, rather than yeah. rather than called little children like yeah, I just and, and did. Like, yeah, but like you're saying, and humanized by yeah. people that are, are able to ask good questions that make them think about about things. And you know, and I think as well, it's very important in my work in early childhood that you know, as it that we are celebrating and appreciating diversity and seeing difference as a real asset instead of a challenge. Mm. You know, we've, we've we've we're very keen on making sure everyone's got the same. You know, we're all the same. It's no, we're all the same. It's all the same. Everyone should have the same opportunities. I, I disagree with that, and I think what we want to be focusing on is making people think that difference is something that you want to have, and that everyone's got it, and, you know, how do we use all of that difference mm. to, to create really positive experiences and, and, you know, communities. Do you get, um, you know, it's a great privilege to have a platform, or more than one platform, mm. all of a sudden, to be able to speak to this stuff. Mm. Do you get bamboozled by some of the um, requests or, you know, have people um, got it wrong what they think you might stand for or what they might want you to... Have, has there been anything there where no. you've had to go, no, nah, that's not me? It's not... Um, not yet. <laughs> no, I think generally, again, maybe because I'm pretty much... I am what I am. <laughs> and, I'm, you, know, you know, I think people do have a pretty good understanding. Mm. Um, um, I have been asked to... MC the patent attorneys um, conference dinner 
I'm not quite sure why they think I'm the perfect choice for them, but I'm happy to go and see if I like Peyton attorneys. Mm. I'm sure they're a lovely bunch of people. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and back to this sort of in-character work, I mean, I saw you walking around in the venue earlier this year. We were both on the bill for this uh, fundraiser for, yep. the, for the fire. I mean, I, I don't think I've met you, apart from today. Yeah. But I saw you operating I in that you room. I saw you too. Did you? Yeah, because yeah. I know who you are. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I watched you operating in that room where you had two, I guess, two roles because you did actually talk from the stage you performed um but you were basically in character for most of the evening mm. and that required you to interact with people now uh, again most people there knew had seen you knew what you were doing but how easy is that work for you you know do some people not go along with the joke like do you have you know mm. in that moment yeah. i mean i didn't see anything that yeah. you know i haven't got any examples of it but i was just thinking man that's amazing that people do that i know improvisational actors do that all the time yeah that's a gig but it amazes me that it could go so wrong i get why someone who's trained in acting feeds off the thrill of that but, right but you but you don't, you're not but i'm trained in people true and i feed on you know off the thrill of, of mm -hmm. in, interacting and engaging with people and i guess maybe through my other work um i would like i think i'm quite good at reading situations and and mm. people in terms of their you know their response to what's happening and i can think i can shift things quickly in that regard um it was interesting when we did the the second unit did their showdown mm. the showdown at Circa, mm. and so for a week i was the the secret guest in the secret the guest in the secret bar right so jackie Van Beek was there one week then me and then Corey um was there the, mm. the last week um and it was interesting in that environment because it's this that was that theatre where there's no stage and no there's no division between the stage and the audience mm. so the performance were part of you know it was all it was all mm. mixed and mingled mm. in and if you then add to that, you know, alcohol, yeah, <laughs> um, people that have been going out on their corporate business dues have been paid to go to this thing, and obviously the show itself was, you know, because it was linked to what we do in the shadows, there was a lot of, you know, fanciful costumes and, yes. and, and you know, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, so being, that was the, that was actually one of maybe the most challenging time of yeah. always say, having to stay in character, because people were starting to want to have a go on purpose, you know, have a bit of a needle. And so, you know, that was that was that was quite an interesting experience and it got to the point sometimes if it got you know, if it went too far, then I just would that's when I was like, Well I'm not gonna be in character anymore and I'll say, actually I'm I i do not want to talk to you anymore, you know, and, and off you go. And the, the 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 people that were running the show were really supportive of that mm, too. Mm. Yeah, but it's like the it felt very weird because I'm so good at staying in character. Yeah. To have to say, right. To have to break like, it no, and go, yeah, yeah. You need to, and I'm not talking to you anymore, okay? You're not funny. And mm. yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. yeah, I guess you've got this kind of um, built-in ability within the character that you're on patrol. Yeah. So you can just make yourself scarce. Yeah, that's right. Nothing yeah. to see here, folks. Yeah. I'm yeah. moving on, kind of thing. Yeah. Would be the way that you could usually that's, get yourself that, out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. If someone's yeah. not playing ball. Yeah. You can sort of make yeah. a final joke about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Say, I've got to go. I just had a call from Yeah, Sarge. something important's um, come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I just had a call. Um, you're actually really not funny at all. Um, so <laughs> I don't really want to talk to you anymore, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, just the, the sort of th I always sort of feel like uh, maybe we're getting better at it, but I just sort of think like, are New, Ze New Zealand audiences that great to, you know, to improvise around? <laughs> I worry that. 
yes. were not the right you know I've seen it you know we've all seen it you go to stand up comedy shows oh, yeah, and it's yeah. like uh, hey everyone are you having a good time and people just sitting there with their arms folded like you're not funny no. yet mate and I always feel so you feel so sad I always feel so sad and it's like embarrassed mm. but you know for people Especially if they're not very good at it, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's I was going to say, I've, <laughs> and I've had to. I, well, when I want to say I've had to. I've chosen to be in the in the role where I've commented on this, like mm. in terms of writing. But yeah, I've felt sorry for both the audience yeah. member and the person on stage. Yeah. And sometimes that jumps between the two yeah. in the moment. You're going, well, actually, this person does deserve a chance. Yeah, well, that's quite interesting because people obviously since the show and or since you know knowing me and in, in my mm. other real, in my real life, it's not oh, you're going to do. You should do some stand up comedy mm. and I've always been you know the thought of that whilst slightly exciting me also mm. terrifies me mm. and I think it's because I feel like for my comedy it's more of a relational comedy so mm-hmm. I I can maybe you know mm. make laughs but I need someone to have said something that's my you know that's sort of the way that I do it rather than just standing up and having a list of things that I'm going to say which I think are funny you know, I think I find humour in interactions with other people, and mm-hmm. that's maybe where my comedy's based. So I'd have to do like, I'd have to get people up on the stage to try and be funny rather than just stand there by myself. But you've won part of the battle that other people struggle with if you were to go ahead and do it, and that you've got a recognisable, you could say bankable character. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's a big win. You go up there either in character or even yeah. as someone else with the knowledge that you were this character, that's going to hopefully get half the people or more on your side right so yeah and if not i can pay them and you know so maybe i should go into that because i think at the moment people are loving going out to gigs mm. i could be making a fortune yeah, 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 yeah yeah totally i'll just sell 501 <laughs> tickets to every gig i do and it's going to be a total money spinner <laughs> well tell me about the um aren't you making an album yeah for kids I've, I've, well, well for, pe- for, for people well, it's not yeah, for kids it's, well, it was primarily yeah. supposed to be for kids, yeah, yeah, but the yeah. more that we've um, we've we've done with that, and the more people that have listened to it, it's like, well, this is like, I think Ricky Gooch, who who did the amazing drumming for us on it, mm. put it really well in a message, which is very confusing, and I can't remember exactly how it was, but it was he's like, oh, we've made a kids album for adults who like kid who don't like kids music, but well, like this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, went yeah, on yeah. and on, but it was yeah, yeah, I yeah. should again, I should get, I should look it up and remember it because it was almost mm. something we should have on the front of the uh, the album cover. That sounds um, like Ricky. Uh, yeah. I mean, you described him perfectly when you said uh, who did the amazing drumming. It's like he doesn't know how to not do that yeah, <laughs> for yeah, a start, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was just fantastic, and yeah. you know, we we did have our inaugural gig at the uh, Newtown Festival. Mm. Which I was, I terrible. saw that. How did that go? I didn't see it. I didn't yeah. watch it. But yeah. how did that go? Well. I felt, again, I've got even more imposter syndrome when it comes mm. to being a musician mm-hmm. than I do around acting. So, you know, so I was feeling quite ill and sick before we went up on stage. And I do remember, you know, at one point I'd, I'd sort of, I'd st- forgotten to, that I was supposed to be playing the guitar. I'd stopped playing the guitar. And because I was thinking, man, these guys are really good musicians. And I then I realised that I was actually still in, I was in the band as well, so I probably should keep singing and playing the guitar. But, I, yeah, I made the foolish mistake of having hugely talented people in helping us with the music and rather than having like heaps of rubbish people so I felt really good about myself mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, do, do you go kind of like Can you don't strike me as a cynical person at all but do you sort of like pack the police suit in the bag and go well if I bomb I'll, I'll just, just get that I'll out I'll just get that out just, because fuck, you know, just, that's hilarious because I had my police suit in the car like, that very day but that was because, as a backup no it was because I was supposed to go and promote the uh, the raffle that we're doing for the early childhood centre yeah. where you can win a, you can win an extra role in my great TV show yeah um, Yeah. so I was supposed to go down in character to try and drum up a bit of support for the mm, raffle mm. Um, but in the end I just after the after the buzz of being you know playing my first gig 
I decided to just go and have a beer instead. So where did the music come from for you? From doing the job? Or were you yeah, always well, tinkering? Because you haven't talked about that. You've talked yeah. about... I guess I should... Yeah, so when we're with my Cosby family, I mean, mm. with the O'Leary's, um, Mum used to have the piano and we she used to get the Reader's Digest songbook. You know, mm. everyone had that mm. really cool book. And so she was always tinkering around the piano and we would have... <laughs> this is why people laughed at us, like family sing-alongs, you mm. know, mm. Of, a, of a Sunday evening. It was mm. glorious. Um, and so... And I remember always wanting a guitar and I got about four ukuleles and, you know, successive Christmases and thinking, I don't want to play the ukulele, I want to play the guitar. And when I was 10, I finally got a guitar, so I taught myself how to play just rudimentary guitar. Um, and then, yeah, and then when I first started in early childhood, and one of my colleagues, Kim, um, she used to play the guitar all the time at work, so I just sort of, she learnt, taught me how to, to play a few kids' songs, all of which, they're, they're all pretty much three chords. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I guess as well, I've always enjoyed... Uh, making up things that rhyme so I put those two things together and mm. then yeah so that's then, perfect yeah, those, it was, yeah those are the skills that are needed right well, I found out apparently so yeah because silly and and, and having it and um singing about stuff that's silly as well and mm. fun rather than trying to be too serious yeah so yeah kids are on your side right usually mm. you know if you're doing the right yeah. thing if you're making the right noise or an attempt at the right noise yeah. they're, they're completely you know oh. like I guess maybe life beats cynicism into some of us eventually and we go oh, oh. I see that person fail I bet they're fucking useless yeah. to that but no kid does that no and it's like with even with creativity when you think yeah. of being a creative person like children are the most creative people that exist mm -hmm. because again we haven't we haven't got this narrow the education system that yes. gets narrower and narrower and narrower and doesn't recognise or appreciate the value in being creative, being musical, being artistic, being innovative, all those things we're told are not useful. Mm -hmm. um, that you've got to learn the thing that you're good at and then do it as your job. And mm -hmm. so we've still got an education um, approach that is based on the industrial era, you know, and it's yeah, just, have totally. we not have we not moved with the times with this one it seems like a no-brainer but mm. yeah so I guess yeah the having being at Adelaide and having the guitar and being having a perfect place to just practice making up ridiculous songs <laughs> and also as well like the, with like the, some of the music that we'd get as an early childhood service was so painful and yeah. so just it's like just because they're children doesn't mean they have deserve to have to listen to this boring inane shit you know yeah, like that's yeah. why we treat them again like you treat them like they don't deserve high quality engaging interesting different music and so I guess that was also something that especially when Tom um you know after Tom started working at Adelaide and we mm. you know we would play together and then this whole band idea sort of got off the ground and we mm. accidentally got funding from Indian on Air um there's no other way. <laughs> the way you described that is perfect. Well, I, well, again, it was just pure luck. Yeah. The parents at Adelaide happened to know there was a funding round coming up and said, you and I heard you guys play your silly songs. You should mm. apply it. And mm. again, we were like, nah. And then we just put this application and made up some, not, no, I didn't make them up, NG on air. Um, I analysed some KPIs, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, got some targets and, uh, yeah. Smashed them. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're meeting them already. Yeah, we're, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, it was just, again, it was like, this is, this is so great. And then so Tom and I were like, well, we just want to make music that sounds cool hopefully yeah and um, yeah. and it's and there's diversity to it so it's lots of different styles yeah that's fun no but it's just i mean i was fun thinking and that's right yeah that's right <laughs> my um my, my son's got my old drum kit in his room he's really into it and he's getting okay at it and um there's a guitar and 
there's a bass and I've never played the bass guitar in my life mm. and I've barely played the guitar in my life but he's got a bass and an amp and I sort of think well just make some noise for starters and then one day I picked the bass up and I played like well I assume they were notes but you know I played yeah. like two the notes, notes. Kind of, yeah it's exactly yeah. so I played like two notes and then I played a third and he's like well, are you, you know you're really good like, yeah. why, like, and his face yeah. was like, you know, like, why have you hidden this from me? Yeah. Like, you're a secret bass player. And it's yeah. kind of like, there's no way to explain to him yeah. that I'm really not. Yeah. So I didn't in that moment bask well, I, it, but I couldn't, yeah, yeah, I could have. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but what you can't do is kind of dismiss his attitude to it. You just have to go, yeah. well, yeah, look, look, I'm just learning like you're going to be. Like, you know, let's just have a mm. go at it kind of thing. So he's, he's now he's on board. Yeah. And so he's in there going, well, I think I'm playing bass nearly as well as you. And I'm like, you easily. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. probably three Those times better. Were way yeah. better than my three, whatever they were. But it's great to see yeah. that, you know, and and to that to that kind of um, to that point with uh, creativity and kids and and you know, like the best thing that happened recently was saying to Oscar's teacher, yeah, I think he's a pretty good reader, but he kind of can't mm. be bothered. And she's like, and you, when you were saying some of the materials not great, you know, it's like yeah. she just said. I'm well aware that some of the books we send home are garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't read those ones and read other things. Yeah. You know, like if, if if he's prepared to read it and likes it, cool. Yeah. And I'm really sorry if it's dumb. Yeah. You know, like oh. if find another book. Well, you know, as soon as we started going, oh, yeah, cool. Like you can you can read a, you know, Avengers comic. Yeah, well, absolutely. He's it's, on board. You know, it's like even in early childhood, you know, obviously you've got your, your diversity books. So, mm-hmm. you know, people that are, are passionate about gay rights or passionate mm-hmm. about um, you know different kinds of families but just because you're passionate about that doesn't mean you're a really good writer so a lot of these diversity books the sole focus mm-hmm. is the diversity which mm-hmm. is troublesome in itself because yes. then it's still a different and like a, a topic that's had to be made you know we're making a point of it yes. rather than just being interwoven into everyday actual life and then you, the people that tend to write these books are so bad at writing. And it's like, oh, this is making it worse for us. I'm um, <laughs> really glad to hear you say that, given that you have a background in, in this Being stuff. Being gay. Well, oh, yeah. you have a massive background in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. in teaching, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. double whammy. Yeah, I um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking, like, because I went to the, when you know, when we had a library, and they had, like... Um, uh, is it called Drag Queen Story Time or something like that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was really cool yeah. to go along to. But then the book that was being read, which was essentially a drag story, I had exactly yeah. that feeling. I was yeah. like, well, this is great, yeah. but this is not good writing. Not good like, I, this yeah. is not a yeah. good story. And I, I get what's trying to happen here, and I'm not about to rain on the parade of this at mm. all, but couldn't the drag queen story time still happen with a really good piece of writing yeah. that doesn't yeah. necessarily isn't it better to have a fun engaging story rather than one that's just pushing the yeah but yeah. i've always sort of felt i'm not i'm not the poster yeah, child not, for you, that opinion you can't, you're not really in the best position as, nah. you know as a, a man who's, <laughs> i'm presuming you're white yeah yeah, I I, yeah. I, pres- I always say sort of uh, peachy ginge, but I'm presenting oh, as yeah, white. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you present as white. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess you, you can't really say a lot these days. Well, fuck, I found a good loophole for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. It is it is interesting navigating that space, though. Like, Which, the, the man one? The white man one? <laughs> yeah, the white man space. Yeah. No, no, the oh. Oh, yeah, it is, but I've got to be careful how I frame that. I just, yeah. I, I love, like, there was this thing recently where Stephen King um, did a tweet right. going, like, yeah. 
all Trump's coronavirus response team are um, old and white yeah. and male. And then the first response is, like you, which is which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. like, sharing that, have, and I just think that's funny, but watching people go, well, she's missed the point. He's actually, you know, he's on your side. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, but I think this is probably just a joke. Yeah. Like, and, I think that's, and also... And jokes are so crucial, you know? If you, we still <laughs> we really need to remember how to laugh at ourselves. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. Well, I yeah. think that's the thing. I think Stephen King probably yeah. is like, yeah. that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cracker. He's, he's yeah. for, for, a, for a successful and type, whatever you think of him, yeah. <laughs> I haven't read his books for years, but I've always had the opinion that he's kind of, comfortable financially and comfortable in himself yeah. as, a, as a weirdo that kind of yeah. struck the mainstream, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, but, you know, those sorts of conversations are happening where, you know, pe- maybe people are fighting each other when they don't need to be. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and again, that's where I think I can, you come back to that point of if we really and actually and honestly celebrated and appreciated and understood the value of difference, then, you know, some of that sort of us versus you, or this, you know, this standpoint versus that standpoint wouldn't necessarily have to happen in such a volatile way. Mm. But who knows? Don't have all the answers. Well, isn't it about um, raising some questions rather than having all the answers? Isn't that the... Oh, yeah, good. That's a great point. Okay, yes. You can have that. Okay. You can take that with <laughs> you. Yeah, take, I'm yeah. sure you've made I'll that point several... I'll take this take away, yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. made that point several times. I'm just going to claim it. Yeah, that's, yeah good. That's, no, that's good, yeah. That's my role. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really good. And I think, thank you for helping me form that into a really good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what, 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 what thoughts do you have around other work in acting? Outside, like stepping out of this character? Oh, right. So, yeah, well, I've done a bit. I know you have. But... Um, mostly as police officers or security guards. <laughs> yeah. So I have been typecast as a uniform yeah. lesbian. Um, but I do um, some stuff with Mike Minogue, the web series that he did, and that was quite interesting and fun. Um, and I'm about to... Is that the water cooler one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and where I got to have a moustache, I was a very peculiar-looking person <laughs> in that, and quite an angry one. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. My mum, she can't watch it anymore, and she says... That was that was you actually acting. Yeah, right. That is that certainly is not me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's one of my proudest moments. Um, yeah, but and I've also got a little part in a feature film that Michelle Savile's making here in Wellington, Millie Lies Low, which I'm looking forward to doing. Oh, mate, hopefully this month. Mm, mm. Um, so yeah, there's also talk. Maybe um, I'm quite like the idea of maybe presenting actual documentaries of of some in, of some description. Um, so that's something that I have had a couple of conversations with people about and hopefully might lead somewhere and if it does that'd be really cool um, yeah I'll just keep all the do- I'll just keep knocking on the doors why do you want to do that present documentaries yes yeah, because I like people and like talking yeah, to them so I'd like yeah. to go around and talk to people and find out some interesting things and ask lots of questions mm. and so that then other people can hear those questions and it might help to alter um, certain standpoints and views that we have in our society mm. Mm. So that's the plan and it doesn't sound like you're ever leaving Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> well, well. anyone from there listening? No. no. <laughs> well, well, I'd be foolish to it this time, and I'm still mm. very passionate about it. Mm. Um, but obviously, long term, whether I look to uh, have an impact on early childhood education in, in, a, in a different way, um, that remains to be seen, and it might be something that an avenue that I go down. Um, yeah, but certainly at, at this time, it's still. And, the, the TV stuff is really good for that because obviously when you have been in a job for a long time you can start to either rest yeah. on your laurels or think oh am I Get still staying. inspired by this yeah, you know yeah. um, so going away and doing something completely different um, and learning all of that new stuff 
was actually really invigorating in terms of coming back to to ECE and back to Adelaide and thinking, oh, I still do really love this this job. Mm, and I'm, mm. I'm, you know, it's really important to me. So yeah. Wow, that's cool. And you got married really recently. Sure did. Uh, 29th of February, leap wow. day. Yeah, that's right, leap day. Yeah, yeah. That Congratulations. Was, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm a very lucky woman. I saw some um, photos and things that looked pretty oh, cool. Yeah, I yeah. looked quite short, I thought. <laughs> I always think of myself as the taller one, but I realised looking at photographic right. evidence that, um, well, Kieran always, she always wears shoes that are higher than my shoes, which right. is not fair. Yeah. Um, and also maybe I'm just a smidge smaller than her, but yeah. Mm. No, it was a very, a very nice, relaxed party slash wedding, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And um, and what's what's the plan beyond the acting stuff and the music stuff? Like, what's so yeah, the... so we've got a, got quite a few things I've got to get yeah. done. So yeah. to be fair, yeah. So I've got to revolutionise early childhood education yeah. and fix the sector because national let it become totally privatised. So it's now a bit screwed up. To be fair, so I've got to do that. Then I've got to get my documentary series up and running mm. and do that and maybe mm. just maybe go do a bit more a few more you know tally shows or something like that then the fun and fun is going to become global okay? yeah how many albums are we going to have yeah well we've got one yeah that's a start but that's a start we've already got see what happens after already, that, yeah, yeah. I've already started writing a song yeah. about ampersands and apostrophes which i think is going to be a smash hit mm. um so that's going to just take off soon and me and tom are going to start a children's tv show called play cool which is based on play school but it's way cooler um, I yeah. see how you arrived at that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to have that clock from place. That was obviously there. a lot of brainstorming. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, sometimes it's, you know, we work hard to and I to come up with these great ideas. Yeah. yeah, so do that. And then I I keep sort of mentioning this, and maybe I shouldn't because then maybe I'll have to do it in the end. But mm. certainly I would never say never to looking at um, having some sort of political uh, work or some sort of role in, in, in the political arena mm. um but not for a wee while gotta be a bit older don't you no you don't no Jacinda. no you know you maybe don't. now's the time to strike now's the time to strike well, on that hot. i think y- yeah i should be yeah. whacking people with my hot iron right well. now <laughs> <laughs> well i think no i think i think the trend is for yeah. younger people rather than older if anything right yeah yeah but i think i've got a bit at the moment i don't have the time for that yeah but um yeah, certainly yeah. it's something that yeah if i you know i I do care passionately about um, about society and about people, and if politics is a good vehicle to help inspire positive change, then I, it's something that I should certainly look into. I was going to say how are you fitting all of this in, but then I remembered you're sort of a part-time parent. Yeah, yes, that's pumps. It's easy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Having those four jobs is a piece of cake. Totally. It was funny, like when I had just one job, I was never had enough time to be disorganised. And then when I started to get more, Kieran, my partner, she's like, "Well, how are you going? You can't even do one job. How are you going to do more than one?" But I think maybe sometimes the busier I am, the more I can achieve. So maybe I'm just one of those people. Well, it just that they and like that, and just not having to look after my kid all the time. No, but they do all. I mean, you're finding a way and, and explaining how they all sort of filter into each mm. other, right? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do actually, yeah. And they're all, they're complementary, which is, again, very yeah. fortunate. So, you know, the the acting work, you know, is 
it works for Adelaide when I go away for blocks of time because it means other people can step into the leadership role and you know and it's it's, it's advantageous. It's not a yeah yeah it's not yeah that's their pro- either you know yeah yeah that's yeah. their professional development. Yeah, which... succession planning. It's cool. yeah I've given it a name so it's got to be good. Yeah yeah, yeah. perfect. In fact, I didn't make up that name. I was just, really I was gonna, <laughs> I was yeah. gonna I was gonna ask if you were claiming succession that, planning. I... Yeah, I came up with that concept a long time ago. Yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's sweet. That's your ticket to ride into politics. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah. invented succession yeah. planning so. Vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the poster, isn't it? The billboard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.